This podcast is a part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org. Thank you for tuning in to the first episode of 1801 Live. My name is Hannah White, and I'm going to be hosting this episode or podcast um, on behalf of student government. And so a little bit about myself. I am a sophomore from Greenville, South Carolina, double majoring in finance and marketing, and am currently the student body vice president. The whole um, background scene of why we decided to um, implement 1801 Live is because we saw um, all four of us as execs a gap between student government and the student body as well as the potential to build that relationship between alumni and students and so we were thinking about ways in order to bridge that gap and we thought there was no better way than implementing a podcast series. 1801 Live will be a podcast slash event series and so typically while we're on campus we would like to host live events where students will be able to watch the live recordings with us, student organizations, and alumni. Um, Throughout the year, we're going to be talking about really cool topics, whether they're relevant to campus and students, or even controversial topics that are happening on campus. Anything is fair game, but we want this to be relevant for everyone and relatable for everyone to want to listen to. We have a pretty strong lineup with alumni and student organizations that we plan to partner with throughout the year being the first next week is going to be Yvonne Miller who is this or who was the first student body vice president to be an African-American woman as well as she was a part of the Theta Gamma chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated once she was on campus and so we're going to partner with that organization also part of that organization in order to bring her back to talk about transitions then versus now so that's going to be a fun um, episode, second episode. But for today, we have three special guests. Um, they're the, some of the closest friends that I have right now, being that we are in um, this pandemic and we are isolated in our houses, but I feel like I have not missed a step with them. I wake up and I see their faces and I go to sleep and I see their text or one of their faces. And so whether we're working hard on different initiatives for the student body or we're just laughing at jokes, um, we always have a good time. But that is enough of me talking for that much. I will let them introduce themselves. So we can start with, we'll go Caden, JD, Izzy. I gave it away, but y'all can still introduce yourself. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, hi, everyone. My name is Caden Askew. I'm a sophomore finance economics student in the Darla Moore School of Business with a minor in political science. Um, I'm a Carolina finance scholar. I'm a member of a social fraternity here on campus, Phi Sigma Kappa, as well as um, I am also your newly elected student body treasurer. Um, with that, I think I'll pass it to JD. Is that who you said we were doing next? Yeah. Hey, everyone. My name is JD Jacobus. I'm a political science and history major with a minor in public relations. I'm from Clover, South Carolina. Uh, many people may know it as Manhattan of the South, as I like to call it. Um, I am the Speaker of the Student Senate for the 112th Student Senate. Um, before that, I served in the Student Senate as a senator. I'm um, excited to be here. I listen to a lot of podcasts like Planet Money, so this is this is huge for me. I'm very excited about this opportunity. 
JD, I'm disappointed. You didn't mention the number one thing that we all love about you. Where oh. is <laughs> I have I have a new puppy. Her name is Salem. Um yeah. she's taking a nap right now. She had a very uh, rough day. We played a lot outside. We learned how to fetch today. Um and she took a bath, so that wore her out. So oh, yeah, that's a long day. <laughs> but she's an adorable golden retriever and she's the love of my life. Oh. Well, I don't know how to follow the introduction after Salem. Um, but my name is Izzy Rushton and I'm on the newly elected student body president uh, of our university. So I am a double major in psychology and uh, criminal justice. I am a junior from the Gold Coast, Australia. Uh, and I am coming to you live at 7 a.m. here in Australia. Um, so definitely been battling with that time zone. Um, being that we are separated. I've been involved in a couple different organizations on campus. I'm a member of Alpha Chi Omega, University Ambassadors. Um, I'm Presidential Ambassador on uh, some other organizations such as Dance Marathon and the Big Event. Excited to be here. She does it all, guys. She does it all. But um, throughout the time, I think at the end, I'm going to give you guys a chance to share your plans when it comes to student government, but I really want this episode to be really getting to know you guys and so what makes you you especially before um being inaugurated we can first start by talking how did we really meet each other i know for some it was through like campaigning but when do y'all think we broke the mark where it's like formal introductions and then it's like okay we're cool we're friends I actually have a fun story about that that I didn't know. Um, Izzy and I apparently met like October of our freshman year, and I don't remember what? it, and I feel bad about that, and I don't think she remembers it either, but one of my good no. buddies from high school, I went to go visit them in their dorm freshman year, and apparently Izzy lived right next to them, and apparently we met. I had no memory of that, and he did not tell me till like two weeks ago, but apparently me and Izzy <laughs> have known each other for a long time. We've been friends for a long time, apparently. I, I do not remember that either, but apparently we've been pals. We're OG freshman friends. <laughs> I, think, I will say. Oh, you go ahead, Hannah. I think I met, I know, I met JD at a student government-wide meeting, and that was hilarious because the first time I met you, you were just like, yeah, we need to make this more effective. And I was like, I like you. <laughs> hey, I couldn't have said it better myself. But you go into Izzy. I was gonna say that I think the time that we kind of broke the like awkward professional into like being pals uh, was meeting in the LSC at the beginning of spring break. I think that like during campaigning, we always all joked with each other, even on like Green Street. But I think that when we all came in that first day and kind of, I remember JD had Chick Fil A and then Kaden bought us all coffee. Which if you oh, buy me coffee, yeah. I'm probably gonna be pals with you. That's just like how it works. And so after that day, I think that we've kind of been really good pals ever since. Well, I don't think I, I don't think I broke my shell yet. Because did I get coffee or did I get chocolate milk? That's the, that's the key. If I said I think coffee, you got I mean, coffee. I didn't trust you yet. No. <laughs> you really what did Hannah, I tell you to get? Yeah. Hannah, you ordered coffee, but then Izzy, you ordered coffee, but then Izzy exposed you and said, oh, that's what happened. Hannah, why are you drinking coffee? You should be drinking coffee. You should mm. be drinking chocolate milk. And then I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Izzy exposed you for the, for the whole meeting. Izzy. Izzy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love to expose <laughs> Hannah with the chocolate milk because during campaigning, look, I had to order that for her numerous times. And every single time the barista would look at me like I was crazy. <laughs> so, you know, you had it coming. 
Before the year is over, everyone's going to try Starbucks chocolate milk, gourmet chocolate milk with ice. It's exquisite. Hannah, Hannah, there is just no way that it's better than anybody else's chocolate milk. I'm sorry. I think so. I <laughs> it's think just so. got to be chocolate milk. It's the way they you know, mix it in. Yeah, it's a good. I would actually say Wawa, the gas station, has the best chocolate milk. I don't know if I've ever had it. Um, my roommate is from Philadelphia, and every time he goes up, I actually have him bring us down Wawa chocolate milk. It is the best chocolate milk in the country. I will stand Anna, I really think you need to do a podcast dedicated to Wawa because the amount of times that I have heard this controversial discussion on our campus yes. is absolutely ridiculous. So the next or third podcast needs to be about Wawa. Wawa versus – do you guys know QT? I yeah. feel like I'm going to get... See, I know QT, but QT, I always just hear snacks, about Wawa then, from, like, people up north. What's it's better. Good? I got to be honest. I was a QT defender well, just here in South Carolina. And then I went up to Philly, and I had some Wawa. No comparison. It's a different world. What'd you get? How? What? I hear it's everything there, but is that true? Like, can there actually be, like, a little bit of everything? Yes, yeah, so they, have, they have, like, actual food. Like, it's not gas station food. Like, it's like you go, and you're like, oh, this is actually really good. Um... The only better gas station food out there is in Clover, South Carolina. There's a place called Nichols, and they have the best chicken wings. Hold on. And I'll stand oh, by. Oh, no. <laughs> so, hold on. Kaden, go. Oh. Kaden. <laughs> okay. I have uh, – I'm going to expose myself a little bit. Um, I'm from Texas, um, and out in Texas we have this thing. Um, it's – oh, my God. Why is the name escaping me? It's, it's Buzz – oh, my God. Jerome's going to kick my butt for not remembering the name right now. Um, yeah, it'll come back to me. Come back to me, but it's a giant – it's a giant gas station that has literally it has probably a hundred pumps and they sell everything under the sun. You could imagine like from clothes and coolers to like snacks. And like, they have like, they make their beef jerky in house. Like you can watch them make it. It's crazy. Okay. It's just complete nonsense. See, that's getting out of oh, Bucky's. Like, it's Bucky's is what it's called. Bucky. Yeah. I've heard of Bucky's. I remember the I name. Heard it's of called Bucky's barbecue. Bucky's is. Not- no, we are doing a road trip Bucky's to Texas. <laughs> so you Bucky's have to. in insane. Texas. While you guys are all on your laptops, Google it. Google it and do an image search and, and look at what I'm looking at. Um, and it is just complete nonsense. So that's the first road trip. After all of this is over, we're heading. <laughs> I don't know. Nichols, Nichols sounds clover. Woo. Nichols and clover and chicken wings. Oh, no, no, we're going... We're going to Clover, Texas, and then we're also going to the zoo from Tiger King. Yes. Oh, yes. my gosh, guys. I still haven't finished. I'm so down. Have to. Oh. Hannah, how have you not finished it? Okay, I don't know. I just – it's a lot to take in. But is the – I haven't finished it, so maybe it tells us, like, later in the time. Is the one in Myrtle Beach, like, done? Can we go there? Because that's close. It's, it's still, still open. open? It's like it's bucks there for one day. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah it's like really expensive. See, I don't know. Doc Doc Antle's still doing his thing. He's still business Holy. is still booming down there, Myrtle Beach. You know Dirty Myrtle. Maybe Honestly, if I send it an email. Doc Antle seems like a G. <laughs> I'll cut a target. I wonder if that's an essential business. Do you think that's an essential business? Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. what do we do with the tigers? I mean, I, I don't know why. yeah, it's no way. Tigers have still got to live, and they still got to feed them. So, yeah. I actually went, as I said, when I was like seven years old. I actually went there with my dad. You and I went? had no idea. 
yeah, when I was like seven, there's a picture of me with like a little tiger cub and a liger, but I had no idea it was like so controversial. I just thought. I was gonna say, little did you know. <laughs> I mean, the man has. Anna, like if, if you let me, if you let me take over this podcast, I'm gonna tell That's you, I'm gonna turn into a murder mystery series about whether Carol Baskin actually killed her husband. <laughs> oh, the best gas station. He's in the septic tank. She murder definitely killed mystery. her. Yeah. <laughs> she was crazy. I didn't like. What was her name? The lady. The lady Carol was the Baskin? craziest one to me. Carol, the lady was the craziest. Nobody, one. nobody likes Carol Baskin. Oh, she killed her husband. She did. Me wrong. Oh wait, yeah, I remember that. I remember. Prove that. me wrong. He's in the septic tank. I agree with you, Caden. That's how he should have He got. She fed him. I couldn't take my it favorite was the bit where they brought when in. he said he got his. He found his campaign manager at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, I don't even think he still knows what libertarian is. Like, I still know. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I mean, the craziest, the craziest, the craziest thing to me was when they brought like the veterinary doctor on to explain that tiger stomachs are so acidic that they can like dissolve the bones of a human, and that if they ate a human being, there would be it would just look like tiger poop. It wouldn't like there wouldn't be anything any telling what uh-huh. what that tiger ate. Oh I just can't believe they found like a respectable veterinary doctor to come on that show. Like they had to this, have not told him what it was about. This podcast has definitely taken a turn. <laughs> Sorry. You know what? And this is what we needed because I feel like people expect us to talk about, I mean, yes, we're going to get to that, but also we're people <laughs> and we like Tiger King. Um, <laughs> and it has what? to finish Tiger King first. Oh yeah, I do. I do. I do. I will. So next time I'll do an update to see if I still like it. It's entertaining to say <laughs> the least. It's entertaining. But no doubt. Um, no doubt. Throughout, throughout this, I know we talked about Tiger King. Is there anything else? JD got a dog. Has anything happened for you guys in order to keep um, the morale alive or just even keep you entertained besides all this work? I know y'all been busy because I'm with you guys all the time on the screen, but... Hayden, what you been up to? I've been playing golf like three times a week. Um, it's an essential business in Charlotte, so like all the courses are open. And so that's kind of the only thing to do because you can't go to the movies. You can't really do anything. Like you can't interact with people. So I've literally been playing golf three times a week. Um, and it's starting to get pretty expensive, and I, I should probably cut the back. But that's what I've been up to. When I'm are, not you doing work, I'm golf. <laughs> are you one of the golfers that takes the golf cart or you walk the course? Oh, I walk. Um, I mean, it depends. It depends on the situation, right? If I'm just playing by myself, I'll, I'll walk. But if I'm playing with people, and it's more just like a fun thing, then I'll, um, I'll, I'll take the cart. But like, when I'm just out there by myself at like seven thirty in the morning, I, I usually try to walk. I forgot, Kaden. You wake up at six a.m. just because, just because. Yeah, you're morning. Yeah, I just you really get up I, at I'm just an early bird. I can't. He just gets up. That's how he. Just about every morning, yeah. That's just how I roll. I go to bed at like ten o'clock at night, and I wake up at like six a.m. <laughs> I was I'm like an old person that until the pandemic, and then it was like go to bed at three, wake up at like one. Like as soon as soon as this whole thing hit, it was like my sleep schedule was just like gone. Like it's done now. Like if I wake up before one, it's a productive day. Let me tell you, being okay. in a different time, being in a different time zone, people really expose themselves because they'll like like an Instagram photo or like send me a Snapchat, and I'll like look at my phone, and it'll be 
it'll be like 4 a.m. your time. And I'll be like, why is this person awake? And they're actively pretending that they're not, but I know that they just sent me a Snapchat. And so I'm like, why are you awake? It is 4 a.m. So I get that. <laughs> I'm becoming a pro at make, like understanding your time and our time. So like at first when you went back to Australia, like I would just call you anytime throughout the day and I would get, I'm like, why is she not answering my phone? Like, oh my <laughs> goodness. Like I would get so upset. And then I would realize, like, because you wake up, you're like, good morning. I'm like, oh, man, I feel bad. But now I'm like, okay, so it's 5.18 right now. It means it's 6.18 a.m. in Australia I think on the, a Friday. Kenan, what were you going to say? I think the best thing of I, I was about to say, I think the best thing I've ever done for myself is going in, like, the world clock and, like, the Apple clock app and just adding, like, Australia, like, Gold Coast Australia. <laughs> That way I always know what time it is, easy time before I wake, before I like call you and like harass you at the wrong hours. See, that's smart. I haven't done everyone, that. Everyone has gotten better. Like when I first came back, everyone would call me at obscure hours of the morning and I would wake up and it'd be like 3 a.m. call from. And now I don't usually get that. Now I just get a text message that says, call me when you wake up. And so it's, it's much better, <laughs> much more productive. Speaking of Snapchats, are we all Snapchat friends? Are we no. not? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think I'm Snapchat friends oh with anyone. Oh my gosh. Are we even friends, y'all? No. All right. I'm adding you all, and we're going to make a group. It's decided. <laughs> I don't even feel like that, though, because we're always, like, we just send memes and things that we see on, like, social media, like Instagram or Snapchat or whatever, through the group chat. So that's why we probably haven't even noticed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, y'all. I'm, like, kind of an old man. I... I don't really Snapchat anybody, to be completely honest. I'm never on Snapchat, but I will respond to a text pretty quickly. Like, that's, like, that's, if I see something funny, I'm going to send it to you <laughs> through text, like an old man. Okay, TikTok. Or even worse, who's, I'll call you and tell you about it. <laughs> who's, who's into TikTok and who's not? I refuse. What? Okay, let me, I refuse. Okay, you tell us why, and then I'll tell you how many hours I spend a day on TikTok. Because the Chinese government is using it to watch us. That's why. I'm oh, terrified. I don't trust God. the Chinese government. Yeah. Yes. What? It's nothing, That's what it is. It's nothing but algorithm dating or they can date data that they can sell to other companies. That's all it is. And it's it's terrifying that it's a company that's a state-owned Chinese company. That's spooky. Well, I'm falling for it because <laughs> I checked my screen. <laughs> I checked my screen time yesterday on average for TikTok. And I spend on average four hours a day on tiktok y'all four hours that's unbelievable you know they say oh. the to recovery is admitting you have a problem so we're, we're on the way there izzy so <laughs> so, so izzy another point point number a thousand that i'm an old man guess how many hours a day i spend on my phone and i will send you guys screenshots of my like on my phone period like total one Easy, what? Okay, i'm not that much of an old person i'm still i'm still a millennial come on <laughs> there's no point of having a Okay, okay, I'm what about... i hour on my phone right now. Your house phone. <laughs> <laughs> still has a house phone, like a landline that he calls uh-huh. us on. Kaden, for real? Y'all, 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 actually, y'all kid, but, like, I have a landline, yeah. Like, there's yeah. things that you do on a landline, and there's things you do on a cell phone, period. What do you do on your landline? Who do you call on your landline? Do you answer well, calls from your landline? Well, because I live not here. Oh, of course. Like, my house at home is like out in the middle of nowhere, like it's in the woods. And so like I have to have a, a landline, otherwise I can't have any cell phone service. So I have two phone numbers working home. You do 
anytime. So I use it for any time I have a, like a non important. So like if, you know, from my bank or from my doctor's office or things like that, like I give the landline to all of those places because I, if they have something to tell me, it can wait till I get home and like run through the answering machine is my, like, like I don't want them calling my cell phone and getting like random calls. So you have a home, you have a home answering machine. Yeah. Of course I have an answering machine. What do you mean? Yeah. What happens if you you don't pick up? (laughs) I am baffled. I think my family got rid of our landline like 10 years ago. Yes. Wow. You guys are so like forward thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I I literally couldn't call people if I didn't have it there. Cause I'm like out in the middle of nowhere and I live in like a bowl basically like, and there's woods all around it. So we get no cell phone service. Like if something happened, like I'd be done. Like there's no. Katie and Nichols. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's all you need. That's Eddie Salem and Nichols. That's it. That's I'm gonna all. Again. Nichols Chicken, Clover, South Carolina. Check them out. <laughs> Ask them to sponsor us for this podcast. No, really. We're shouting a lot of things out for free. So, hey. <laughs> we got to think about this. We got to think about this. There's a lot of free advertising. But I know, Netflix, like, Netflix, where general, you at? <laughs> yeah. Like, I know in general, um, we didn't plan for this semester to go like it's going, um, but just how are you guys doing when it comes to coping or even still getting things done um, and still staying positive? Specifically, I know I can speak to like inauguration. I I know, especially like since the Izzy and I ran together, like that's all we talked about. Like, I can't wait to inaugurate. Like, guys, we were... I don't know if y'all knew, but we were theming it. So we were like, okay, Kentucky Derby theme. Like, everyone's coming in their Sunday best hat. Like, we're taking over. And then I know, like, because it was already Rutland College with, like, being renovated. So it was already going to be a Russian house. But we were still going to make the most of it. So we were like, yes, Sunday best hat. Um, Izzy, your parents are going to come from Australia. Um, then we had plans, or you had plans to even have, like, a get-together afterwards out publica like it was a whole big deal and so now um having to or having to have it on zoom how was that for everyone and yeah jd you feel you look like you have comments so i honestly was also behind the inauguration hype um <laughs> i wanted so bad to give my speech because as y'all know and people were going to find out there is nothing i love more than speaking in front of people and making people laugh like i I think I could have a career in stand-up comedy if I really tried. Um, so my plan for inauguration, I said, I'm going to write the funniest speech that's ever been done at USC. Like, this is going to drop people dead. Like, it's going to get me a Netflix show. Um, and so I had this whole speech written up. It was absolutely hilarious. All y'all were in it with, like, different campaign things, I noticed. Like, it was going to be so good. And then, obviously, now it's, it's all gone. Um, no, so it maybe, can't be. Bring maybe, it back. It, it, can't it, can't be. it needs to be. It needs to be given. This like, is the rest of the podcast. Given. You have your chance right now. <laughs> If we we, we do something in fall, like we have like a, you know, like a ceremony, I'm going to rework it a little bit, but it would be good. I promise y'all will really enjoy it. Um, But needless to say, my blossomy comedy career was cut short by this virus. So that's a little sad. Your 15 minutes of fame was gone. (laughs) Sorry. No, I think, 
I, you know, as much as it's it's easy to tell everyone that, you know, it's okay and that we're okay and that um, everything's going to be fine. I know I was a little disappointed um, with everything and I think it's natural to be. One thing that I just like pulled up that I actually sent Hannah last night uh, is I saw this Instagram post and it said, my boss just called and said, how are you? And I um, reflexively said, fine. And she was like, nope, start over. I'm not fine. You're not fine. No one is fine. Let's have a real conversation. How are you? And I was like super terrible. And she was like much better because I think that right now it's so easy to be like, Oh, we're fine. We're cool. We're dandy. But everyone is struggling in their own way right now with whatever that may be for them, whether being home with a family or um, missing out on things in their life that they were excited for. You know, for me, that was an operation um, for probably all of us on this podcast. Um, but I think that it's important to be transparent that, you know, everyone is struggling and it's okay to not say that you're okay. Every time someone asks. Yeah. I just want to follow up with that. Like, you know, a lot of people have told me that my leadership style and like kind of how I walk into everything in my life is like, you know, oh, I'm not bothered by this. Like, oh, it's going to be fine. Like this and that. And, you know, I, I think that's probably a, a good quality of mine, but it also kind of takes away from my opportunity to be like, you know, this, this sucks. I'm not happy with it. Like, you know, this is, this is not what I wanted. And, you know, it makes me sad. And like, that has been the hardest part of this for me is like, you know, I do like to keep it in perspective and like, it could always be worse. And like, you know, we, you know, I, none of us are sick. Well, maybe JD, but none of the rest of us, you know, have, have the virus. None of us are, you know, have, have a loved one. I don't think, right. Nobody's talked about it. That's, that's really sick. And, and we have that to be thankful for always. Um, but you know, obviously there's disappointments and things that we're all sad about, but, um, I don't know. I like to keep it in perspective, but at the same time, you know, that doesn't mean that doesn't disqualify how we feel about things. Um, right. still really say, important. I will say that I think that as much as you know, it is hard. I think that I, and I would expect the same from y'all that I've been working almost harder than ever uh, being that we aren't on campus. You know, I feel like I'm on more meetings or doing more work with my staff, or I think we meet even more every week um, than we would if we were on campus. And so it's been a really interesting time because I think it was definitely a learning curve at the start, but I know that we have kind of hit the ground running in a great way still. Um, and we're still making strides towards the goals that we set right from the start of our campaigns or before that. To be honest, I mean, you guys tell me your thoughts, but I don't think we would have been as close as we are right now if we had school, like if it was regular in session. So, I mean, now thinking about it, it made me think about it right when you said your comment, Izzy, but I haven't even thought really about the pros in that aspect to where we probably still would be on that surface level. Like, Yes, they're nice, but I don't really know them like that. Like, you know, where we really cut up in our group chats, like whether it's about work or just like, just laughing about anything. And so I can appreciate that aspect. Um, but when it comes to support, so I know we all just admit it, like some, it sucks sometimes, but I mean, it's what we have to deal with and um, we're making the most out of it. But specifically when it comes to the mental state, um, how do you go about like having your support system? So I know Izzy mentioned staff, um, but what, who is your go-to or what is your go-to thing to do in order to um, make sure that you're staying sane, that um, you understand that everything's going to be okay, you have that kind of backbone? For me, um, I just, I love this because I, I have a strategy that really works for me and that I love. Um, I do, you know, especially, and it's given me a lot of opportunity to do it, and it's a lot harder when we're at school and we have such tight schedules, 
but I do try to section off time and I'll even put it in my calendar for, for those of you that have my calendar shared um, time where I'm just, I literally turn my phone off. Um, I'll go, you know, work out or I'll go play golf or I'll just go lay out at the pool. Um, and, and I, you know, take that time to not be bothered. And then, you know, some days like last week I took a whole day, um, last Thursday, I took a whole day where I just didn't do anything. And everybody who reached out to me, I said, you know, this is a, this is a me day. I'm going to pamper myself. I'm going to take time to, you know, work on personal relationships and work on, you know, myself and, and making myself better and, you know, making sure that I section off time for that and, you know, making sure that whatever commitments I've made are second to, to myself. Um, uh, that, that really works for me and something I do regularly. Um, but yeah. I think for me, um, I love exercise. And so I've even ramped up my exercise schedule being home in Australia. Um, so I kind of schedule out at least an hour or two every day to go on a run or do a YouTube workout. I've been kind of rotating through some YouTube workouts. Um, I'm currently planning on training for a half marathon now um, that I have a little more time to go running. So see me maybe doing that 2021. We'll see. Um, or do you just like to exercise? in general so I don't like to run when I'm not fit but once I'm fit I like to run so that's a problem because the getting fit part is the hard part and that's kind of what I'm going through right now because during campaigning I kind of stopped working out for a couple weeks um, and I definitely lost fitness fast and so I'm definitely in the getting fit stage of this but I think that in another week I'll be I'll be good and then I'll enjoy running again Izzy, I cannot relate to the liking running thing. That just sounds like crazy talk to me. I can't do it. <laughs> running it's running nice. is you just positive like, pain. Yeah, it's positive pain. You put your AirPods in. Y'all, I got AirPods. I'm very excited about it. Um, and then you can just run forever. I love See, it. I See, cannot you lose run me. forever. I can't. No, me I'm neither. <laughs> like, music will not block out my pain. I cannot. The I got you. I got like, you. And also, if you'll be proud of me, because I've been starting to work out now. I mean, I know you do it every day, but I do it like three to four times a week. And I do Pilates and I just do my own full body workout when I don't do Pilates. I do Pilates two times a week. But I used to be crazy about working out because I felt like I could do an exam, five assignments. And I felt like I would do like I didn't do anything that day. And I would go to the gym and literally die but then it's like okay like I'm happy like yes I'm like limping and everything and probably look crazy but I feel like the you know your body is so tired to where there's no feeling like it to where you're you know you feel like you did it all like I could have done nothing that day school-wise but went to gym and I'm like I'm my I'm good for the day you know yeah can I relate we actually built a bar in our backyard, um, and then we got two jugs of uh, laundry detergent, and then we filled them up with water, so they weigh 17.5 pounds, so we use those for curls and shoulders. Um, so we've, we've been really going after it. Um, so we, we work out a lot. We got two posts, dug them into the ground, put some concrete down, and then drilled a metal bar, use that for pull-ups. So we're, we've been getting after it. That's the closest innovative, innovative gym right there. JD, <laughs> JD, 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 JD's a renaissance man. He's a, he's a <laughs> carpenter. He's a, he's a parliamentarian. <laughs> a runner him. sounds like. <laughs> yeah. yeah I also, gonna, go ahead, Anna. I also um, like to journal. Uh, I know it's like, 
what but i really do i like just journal everything it's and it doesn't happen like it used to happen every day but now it's just like if i'm just thinking about things i have a lot of things on my mind especially during this time i don't know about you guys but being in like even if you have siblings or a family like we're still like quarantined to those couple of people so it's like i'm seeing the same faces or i'm by myself and i know you have salem and i have winter but still like our dogs aren't enough sometimes to where you're just in your head all the time, overthinking everything, especially with all this uncertainty. So sometimes I just have to write everything down, and it really does help. At first when I heard, like, I saw that on, like, Pinterest and stuff, and I'm like, that's crazy. But I tried. I mean, hey, desperate times comes with desperate measures. And I was like, let me try this, and it actually worked. So that's something that I've been doing a lot more, too. Yeah, that, that's one thing that I think a lot of people can maybe consider – a positive out of this is like, I feel like a lot of people are hopefully developing like really healthy methods and like habits they normally wouldn't have. Like I know for me, I've been doing a lot more reading than I've had time to do. So like, obviously like I appreciate that or like journaling. Like I, I hope that a positive out of all this, is like a lot more healthy habits we're developing people and people will hopefully be just have more interest and passions than they normally might've had. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to, I want to echo that. Um, I think that this has given, you know, people a lot of time to work on themselves, um, which is probably something we should have been doing anyways. Um, but I, th I hopefully on the other side of this, you know, we continue to work on ourselves in the same way and section off time um, to work on ourselves um, as opposed to just going back to, you know, the nonstop life we lived prior to this nonsense. I think that this time will really make me be more grateful for the time that we do get to spend together whenever that is um whenever we go back to campus you know because i think that i definitely took a lot of things for granted um during my time in the last three years whether that be you know grabbing coffee at cool beans with a friend or sitting in the lsc and studying with friends you know i think i kind of expected those things to never go away and so when they were more more so taken from us um i definitely am more grateful for the opportunities and the experiences that i've had and then hopefully we'll have in the future. Yeah, I know for a fact. All right. I mean, I, where I'm at right now, I'm like, I'm about to be the best student this university has ever had. I'm talking about perfect attendance. I show up to class before the professors. I have their, their coffee set out, my coffee set out, the apple on the table. I'm talking about the whole nine. I'm not taking anything for granted anymore. I miss everything. The things that I used to be like, oh, uh, I miss just even having to go through that um and so yeah i definitely agree with you izzy i'm never I, when i step foot on campus i am literally smelling the roses like all the time all hannah the time. hannah for me for me it's the little things like things that i used to like hate so much like i i used to walk to class from the hub for those of you that know where that is it's like a 20 Ooh. 30 minute Ooh. walk to darla to darla, to darla. and i Ooh. i used to i'd be like oh like Cause there's nowhere to park near campus. So I'd, yeah. I'd be like, Oh, like, I guess I'll just walk the 20, 30 minutes. I'd put in a, a podcast and like trudge along. But now I'm like, dang, I miss those like mornings walking to Darla through the like yeah. Capitol lawn and all that stuff. But you know, it's the little things. I don't know. Do you go the um, way like across assembly or do you use the tunnels? I take the extra long way. I take, um, I like cut through the horseshoe and then walk down green just because I like walking through the horseshoe in the morning. That's the only good oh, okay. part of that walk. Yeah. If you walk straight, if you walk straight down assembly, that's a yucky walk. All those buildings are gray and there's cars rushing by and the stoplights are gross. Yeah. I take hey, it, you're, I take not it the long way. Part of Columbia is gross. You need to take that out of your mouth right now. I want to go to Columbia. 
Okay. Are you really, JD, are you really trying to tell me that Assembly Street, right there by that Domino's and those weird buildings, you think that's pretty? <laughs> the Domino's is beautiful. Take that back. <laughs> you know, a lot of people no, say that's like the Times Square of the Southeast. I've heard that. <laughs> that Domino's? <laughs> that Melbourne <Melville Street. laughs> The Times Square of the Southeast. I'm dead. And when you talked about your walk to uh, from the hub to Darla, it made me think, like, I used to dread those steps trying to come from the mm-hmm. tunnel. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Like, I would stop halfway. And I know, I would give anything, when class yeah. changes, so it's like, a bunch of students walking by, and I know they're people, staring at me. Yeah. I need a break. I need a break. <laughs> so yeah, I I miss it though. I went. I, I miss it. I miss it. Yeah. Yeah. How is academics going for everyone? Everyone's classes. Um, how is that? Yeah, it's going okay. <laughs> I want to I want to commend my teachers for the excellent work that they've done, mm-hmm. um, in, in making the best of what they got. But it's just not how I learn, and I think that that's the hardest part for me. Is like. The teachers could do the best online material this world has ever seen, and I still wouldn't like it just because I need a classroom and I need to be able to, you know, ask questions in the way that you can in a classroom and, and get that dialogue and get the, you know, those things. And you're never going to be able to replicate that online. And I think that's the hardest part for me. But, you know, obviously we're making the best of what we got. So no, no real complaints. I don't know about y'all, but I'm super unmotivated with online classes. Like, the thought of logging into Blackboard makes me want to do anything else. And so I think that I'm with Kate and that it's just not the way I learn. And, you know, I'm more than happy to log in and take a meeting or, you know, a Zoom call. But to do online homework has a different feeling. And so I'm trying my very best, but I'll definitely be happy when we are eventually um, back in person. I think I'm the odd person out in like all of campus because I, I just enjoy learning like on my own. Like I just like to learn about things like outside of school. And so for me, like I enjoy this more. Um, like I, I like just like being able to do whatever I want to. And then for my major, it's very research and essay based. So there's really no change in the actual work itself. Like the, the course requirements are pretty much the same. So I, I, I enjoy it. I know I'm probably the odd person out, but it's, it's nice. I can be like, Oh, I have an SAD Friday. I can research yeah. it Monday, Tuesday, work on it Wednesday. So I like it. I'm, I'm at least, see, look, you're getting something from this. And so that is where you have to find the sunshine where you can. But I'm with Izzy and Kate, and I'm sorry, Katie, because even, and it's even so like, I know we're all like this, where we're very motivated and we take like our positions very seriously. So having all this time and just being freshly inaugurated, it's like, I you feel as if you have so much to do and you have all this time to where, okay, I can, you're telling me I can click X on this class and do what I want to do. And I have all these ideas in my head. I'm going to click X on the class and I'm going to start doing my work. So like the first few weeks, I will not lie. I was really taking advantage to where I like, I would start my work at like 10 PM at night, but I would use the whole day for like student government things. And then I'm like, Oh, Hannah, like you can't do that. And I know like being on campus, it provided that, Hannah, you need to go to class or you're not, you're going to get counted absent and then that's going to affect your grade, you know? So it kind of kept that balance. And I'm just not that balance oriented person to where if I don't have that structure, it, I really need to work hard in order to like, okay, this is a cutoff because if I have ideas in my head, nothing can stop me from like trying to flesh those out. And so that took me a while to figure out and I'm still figuring it out, but it's what we have to do. 
Yeah, yeah I feel like it's a tough thing. That, yeah, yeah, that's like a tough thing for like German people is it's like you feel like you have to fill up your day. Like I feel guilty if like if like every hour of my day is not like I'm doing something, whether it's student gov or class, but mainly student gov just because like it's just the easiest thing to do and the funnest thing to do. Like I enjoy it. I know y'all probably do too. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I feel like, like I have to be doing something that's just like, I have to remind myself, like, you can just like take an hour, just chill out. Like Caden said, like, just right. stop doing something. Right. Yeah. And the I thing with me is I, I'm so like, I'm the same way as y'all. That's why I have to like put it in my calendar and yeah. like <laughs> make it an event in and of itself. Right. It wouldn't just ever appear naturally in my day. I just keep working and I would just like, you know, ignore myself all day if I didn't like physically go through and make an event of it. Um, so that's, you know, that's how I do it. Cause otherwise I wouldn't. Um, and I think that was the problem a lot when I was on campus. I just didn't. Yeah, and to go off of everything, like, like what you said, JD, to where you can't, you don't have to like, just have your schedule full, having that mindset and being in this like pandemic that we're in right now, it really crushed that mindset for me. So specifically like coming off of campaigning, we have all these promises with like, okay, we need to do these check boxes right now. Nothing's going to stop us as the four execs from making sure that student government is what it needs to be. We're starting now, we're hitting the ground running hard, and this is about to be the best, this is about to be the best semester. Nothing can stop that. We were planning and a pandemic happened. It's, it kind of, you know, it put a whoa. Um, we need to revise what we thought this was gonna look like. So no matter how much planning, um, as well as with taking your, consuming your day with a lot of this work, it can become stressful and overwhelming at times. So implementing all that stress and being overwhelmed for life to happen sometimes, I realize it's just not worth it. So you can still do the job um, and do a great job at it, but still have a life and not have so much pressure because at the end of the day, anything can happen. And then what? You did all that stress, put yourself through all that misery um, for stuff like this to happen. So not making it too seriously or too set in stone becoming more flexible has been huge. It was a hard lesson to learn, but it was very um, essential. And I, I'm also kind of grateful. Um, and this is still like, yes, this circumstance is like, ugh. but I'm kind of grateful it happened at the beginning because I, I feel like it's mm -hmm. preparing us for we still have this hole until what, the end of March? Um, to really hit the ground still running. Um, we have this, like, it's kind of like we have this under our belt now. If we can make it through a pandemic, I really <laughs> feel like we can do it all. I do. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you. And I um, think that, I think we're all workaholics. And so, I mean, I know that you would all do student government work all day long if you could, and so would I. And so one thing that I've kind of been doing, and I know that Kaden said to um, put it in your calendar, but what I do is I'll leave my laptop and my phone upstairs in my house and like I'll go downstairs and I'll spend kind of that quality time with my family without technology. We, we do watch Netflix on the TV downstairs, but as far as it goes with like my calendar and with meetings, I just leave that technology upstairs and then I can kind of have my whole focus on my family or, you know, going for a run or um, I've been trying to brew my own cold brew, which has been not working <laughs> out for me at all. It tastes awful um but just kind of focusing in the present and what i'm doing right there in that moment yeah when my phone goes in my golf bag it doesn't come out until i'm home so don't don't try to reach me like that's like that's my time for myself yeah same thing technology is such a vice i think that's like the biggest problem with our generation and i mean i have a little brother and he has it way worse 
than, than me or any of my friends do. And, you know, I'm nervous. I'm nervous for the future because it does dominate so much of our life. And like, I might sound like an old fart for this, but like, it really does not make us happy. I, the happiest I am is when I'm nowhere near my phone or my laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that, you know, that might not be true for everybody, but you know, I, I think that, you know, that for me. No, I see what yeah. you're saying because a lot of people don't know, like I didn't get social media until my sophomore year of high school. And so before then I was like, I don't even know what really social media is. Like I was kind of, I mean, you know what social media is Caden but I was kind of a Caden in the sense to where like I don't even know how to work this why do people use this like why don't they just live but then once I got attached or once I I started an account like it changed it changes like your life and it's not like a it can be a negative thing but it also can be a positive tool um but it really does change how you go about life and so I see like your perspective of not having it at all and just living in the moment um which i try yeah. to do i know like even with campaigning it kind of forced i know izzy and i um it's just better at it than me but even uh, a lot of people don't know but i deleted twitter for campaigning specifically after debate um because you know people talk about what they see and what they feel and i personally could not handle a yes or a no when it came to me so i was like you know what getting off of it um and just letting it letting it ride without me having knowledge about it but Daisy could see it so like even you know like the, the daily game Talk, of course does polls of, con- pertaining to um the campaign and the event and like Daisy could watch them I could not bear to watch any polls concerning us I was like oh my god like Hannah I'm with you I like I I every time I get on my phone I feel like I, I get you know, and there is positive, right? It allows me, like, in a time yeah. like this, it allows me to connect with people in a way that, like, I otherwise wouldn't be able to, right? Like, I'm thinking about how my parents would have gone through this quarantine, right? Like, they would have had to what? get yes. on a landline. They would have gotten on a landline. <laughs> landline. Beepers, pagers. Beepers, pagers. But that's that's what I'm saying, right? So, like, it is a gift in that sense, but it's also a curse. And, like, I, like, I hate posting a picture and like just like I literally have to turn my phone off after I post a picture on Instagram because I don't want to see I don't want to like compare it because I'm the type of person that I'd go through and compare it to like oh it didn't get as many likes as this like that's me and I'm like why like why did it not like did they not like it like what's the situation is it an Instagram algorithm that's my go-to blame right it's like (laughs) Instagram put it at the bottom of the page like they're messing with me but um like at the same time it doesn't make me happy and like it makes me happy you know, when I'm allowed, when I can connect with people, but for the most part, like it makes me the worst version of myself, which is like really self-conscious and really uncomfortable with like who I am um, and, and what I have to offer. And I just, I hate that about it. Uh, and I know that some people don't have the same experience, but that's mine. And I feel like, you know, an equal number of people have that experience. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Um, yeah. It's just, how to go about that, like understanding, like, okay, why does this make me feel the way I feel? Because I know I can relate to that. Like at the beginning, especially because I came along like way later in life to where like all of my friends were up and however many followers I had, and I was me and my mom and maybe like my cousin for like the longest, like maybe a year and a half. I was (laughs) like, yeah, like, am I not doing this right? Or like, am I not appeal like I don't even know you know it makes you really question things that I never questioned like I didn't care 
And then it's like, right. oh, now I care. I didn't even notice that about me, but now I care. Why do I care? So yeah, I I have, and any like one of my closest friends will tell you, like I go through those things to where I delete social media. Like I'll just randomly delete it, or I'll post something, mm-hmm. and then I'll delete the I'll delete social media, like the app off my phone for like a month, or this random thing. So I had to learn a balance of like, cause I didn't want, I didn't like that extreme mindset of either having it constantly and being obsessed or like not having it at all. So really using it as a tactic to where even like posting like your student organizations or things that are happening on campus. Like if I'm honest, like freshman year, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm, am I posting too much about events? Like are people getting annoyed and they're going to follow me? So I'm going to have less followers. Like who cares? Like, that you're living and the point of social media is to broadcast what you're doing in real life and so if people don't follow you then I mean I guess they don't want to see what you're doing in real life but that's the purpose of social media so maybe they weren't supposed to follow you in the first place but still go battle through that so I definitely can relate with you Tayden when it comes to overthinking in social media I honestly, I didn't get addicted to social I mean, media. It took- like that's, that's when I was like, like I was, I was casual on social media, but like during the campaign season. And I guess it was just cause like I was in a pose, maybe Kane, you're the same way. It was like the amount of like love I would get like on Instagram and Twitter was like, I mean, it was like, it was like addictive to like go on Instagram and like see like <laughs> 60 people like reposting my story, get all the followers. Um, you know, like I would go speak at a, a house in Greek village and get like 40 followers from that like it was it was addictive like the the love you get like like during the campaign season on social media like that's when I got addicted to it I will say that it was kind of the opposite for me and I think I think for Hannah too is that uh, um, I was gonna say it's the opposite yeah so like before you know before campaigning season I love social media and I would go on it every day and you know I think it was it's really part of my kind of the love I show for other people is, you know, by commenting on photos or sharing posts with other people. And that's kind of like one of my favorite things to do. And that was one of our things that was trying to figure out social media. Like we had a long conversation of like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Right. And long story short, you know, we flipped my Instagram into our campaign Instagram and, um, there was, you know, a lot of pushback for me on that. I'm not going to lie. And that was something that I was transparent about. Um, but in the end, I am glad that we did it because it kind of gave me the ability to, um, log out of that account and not be so focused on what other people were saying, because, you know, other people do want to speak and are loud and on their thoughts. And I think when that's being sent to your account or accidentally pops up on a story, it's easy to kind of overthink it. And so I definitely, um, stayed away from social media a little more. Um, even, you know, Hannah mentioned the polls on Twitter. I, at the start was following them and I was like, well, we're up and then we're down, we're up and then we're down. And eventually one of our campaign managers and one of our good friends was like, give me your phone. You're, you're not looking at the polls anymore. And I was like, all right, well, you have to tell me when they finish. And they told me when they finished what the results were, but, uh, they stopped letting me watch the polls because it wasn't good for anyone. I, I'm just gonna be honest. I like the clout. I mean, it was yeah, just too I know for me. I would go on and I, I would see the DMs and be like, yeah, I am. I am somebody, aren't I? Like, maybe. maybe. And it was like, it was, I seriously, it was almost like, I would be like, okay, wait, like, this is just student government. Like, it's not that important. But then I like, 50 new followers. Maybe it is. Who knows? Like, I'm dead. I'm dead. But that is the power of social media, and that's why it affects uh, so much. Either where it's for the best or for the worst. You either get your highest high off of like all of those likes, or your lowest lows from like 
why did I just get two likes or this? Like, I thought it was okay, you know? And that's dangerous. It's dangerous because, yes, it's great when it's at the best, but when it's like, I don't, I'm, you're uncertain about yourself and then you post and then that's when it can become dangerous as far as your mental state and everything. Kaden, what, what were you trying to say? I think, I think the thing about social media, well, I was going to say, like, for those of you that followed my campaign Instagram, you know, all whatever, 200 of you, um, it, like, for me to post, like, those vlogs that I posted that were just so geeky and stupid, like, it took so much coddling for my mom for me to be comfortable with that and, like, just do it because, like, you know, I was like, I just want people to see who I am. Um, and that took a lot for me. And then, like, just to, like, talk about what um, – it was either Hannah or Izzy, whichever one of you just said the thing about like your lows or your lower on social media, your highs are higher. Like yeah. it's true. It does like magnify everything, everything about you, right? Good and bad. So for JD, right. It magnified, you know, his own confidence in that he was reaching people um, in that way. But I know for a lot of people, like it magnifies the worst things about themselves and like the comments, you know, are way more meaningful than they would be even in person um, through social media. And I think that that's, you know, really awful about social media, but. I know I even got into the the uh I got to the point that if somebody didn't comment on the photo I'd be like well you know are they not liking the campaign which is absolutely stupid um and so I was really over analyzing you know who was liking the post or who was commenting or who wasn't commenting um and that just got very very unhealthy very fast yeah I okay so when it comes to when it comes to everything um like I know we've only been inaugurated for what how long? It feels like forever. Three weeks? Yeah, That's three ridiculous. Two weeks, three weeks? It feels three like weeks. six months. Yeah. But I feel like I've already learned so much when it comes to, like, leadership. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have, like, something to specifically mm-hmm. pinpoint. But me, I, again, I, I can work all day, every day. And so my, sometimes my mindset is fixated on work and accomplishing goals and check marks. And so now over being over a staff to where I have like people under me that work for me sometimes it's because I have those expectations for myself I put those on them and it sometimes can come off as like okay like it, we're doing you're doing a lot and so I had to um go back and think and it's not as if like they they love doing the work so they're fine with doing the work but also um making sure that I'm intentional y'all know that's my word about um letting them know that I'm their friend mm-hmm. too so not just saying here we need to do x y and z but just even being intentional about checking in on them like how are you like you're just having a regular conversation that has nothing to do with student government i was so bad at that and i'm, I'm still getting better at that but that's one thing that i'm trying to focus on right now um is and that really does go towards leadership so not just about the work but a great leader is one that they know deep down cares about them just for who they are as a friend so that was something yeah, something that's important to me, Hannah, and something I've really had to work on, because I'm the same way as you. I think we're very much alike in the sense that, like, we just are workaholics and we have, you know, an expectation that we hold ourselves to. Um, but that obviously changes a lot when you're working with people. And so, like, we're not something that, you know, my dad told me that I that I think a lot about is that, you know, you're not a leader of, of work. You're not a leader of, like, machines. You're a leader of people. Um, and you have to lead in a way that, you know, is tailored to them, works for them helps them be better people um, and don't be afraid to, to give them the reins, you know, in some sense and, and to 
you know, not do their work for them and, and, you know, give them the reins and give them the initiative. Um, and so I've, that's something I've been working really, really hard on too. Um, and hopefully it's working. Hopefully my staff's listening and they like, you know, <laughs> what I've done so far, but shout yeah, out to our staff. It's hard to say. We love y'all. We know that. Shout we out to the do. staff. We love we know you guys. <laughs> I will say one thing, um, kind of going off what Caden said is I've really learned about delegation in recent weeks. I think that especially cause we are at home, it's so easy to kind of write down a list and just try and like hammer all of the points out. Um, but you know, we do have a staff who are more than qualified and more than competent, um, and so really learning to kind of delegate tasks so that I do have time during the day to, you know, take a nap or go for a run rather than working 12 hours a day. I can delegate some tasks out and work eight hours instead, you know? Um, and I think that my staff and your staffs as well are more than willing to help. And so just learning what to delegate and what to do myself has been a big learning curve. Yeah. So similar to Izzy, I also struggle with like, letting other people do my work because I'm such a perfectionist and like I it's not that I don't trust others it's just like I want to be the one to do it and I almost feel bad asking someone to do work for me so I've really had to learn I, like like it's okay to ask like my chief of staff like can you please do this or ask my deputy like can you please do this that I would say that's honestly been the biggest self-growth for me in this position is like learning to depend on others yeah 100% and I say um when it comes to all of this uh, I know it's been hard, but I know we're still planning. Every it's still uncertainty up in the air. But what is something that you're looking forward to doing um, throughout this year? Whether it is right now or in the fall or however it may be, what is something that you're looking forward to? This can be for the student body or even just yourself or um, towards your staff. Hannah, can we do more than one? Yes. Okay. Huh. Um, I, so student government related, I'm excited to get back to finance committees where we see orgs, um, and we hear their ideas we're actually able to allocate because right now we're kind of in a holding pattern when it comes to allocating because so much is up in the air. Um, and finance committees, no, no offense to finance committee and to the incredible work that Senate does, but I'm not really a legislation hawk. Um, and that's kind of all we've been doing. So I'm excited to get back to allocating to orgs. And then I miss football. I miss Willie B. I need to be back. <laughs> I need to be back watching the Gamecocks lose half of our games. Um, <laughs> and I miss that a lot. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Student government related. Um, I'm really excited for our fee transparency agenda that we're going on in Senate. And so what that is, is we want to make sure that students are aware of where their fees are going to. Um, we always say that college is an investment. And so I think you should know where your investment's actually going to. So I'm very excited about that. I'm sure most people would find that incredibly boring, but it excites me to see like where actually our money goes to at the university. And then just a personal thing, I'd agree with Caden, just to be back at Willie B. I miss football so much. Um, I want it to happen this season so bad because it's my, my senior year. So I, I need one more season at, at williams Bryce. Is it your mute? I am muted, my bad. Um, te technology always doesn't get the best of me, it's okay. Um, I was just gonna say I mirror what JD said. I think we're, we're the old seniors of the group and so I definitely look upon this upcoming year as you know my last kind of go around and um, my last time to experience everything that I've loved about Carolina. So on a university level, I'm excited to kind of you know, be back in Willie B or um, just be with friends and, you know, have a picnic on the horseshoe or um, give my last university campus tour to prospective students. That's something that I'm 
sad about, but also really looking forward to. Um, and then on a kind of student government level, there's numerous things that, you know, we've been working on that I'm excited for. Um, one thing that I don't think many students know is that um, the four of us in the coming weeks are going to be a big part of that future planning group for the university um, and what our semester is going to look like um, when we do hopefully come back sometime in the fall. Um, that decision obviously hasn't been made and, you know, we don't really know the virus has a vote. I know President Kaslin always says that um, and it's so true. So I'm just excited that we've been given the opportunity to really advocate for students and their concerns um, in those rooms right now as this kind of pandemic grows or um, changes. Yeah. I think we all can agree that we miss Willie B and friends. <laughs> um, that is, yeah, that's an overwhelming, yes, we missed that aspect. I'm excited to, yes, um, get back to routine to where spending time with friends, but also meeting new people. So do initiatives like this one, 18 on Live, we're going to have so many different organizations from different aspects of campus um, and just having conversations like this. I hope you guys thought this was fun, but just having conversations, whether it's the good, bad, and ugly, but being honest about what's going on and um, how we're all feeling about it or what we can do to change those things. And so making sure to implement initiatives like that, like this one, as well as revamping traditional um, initiatives. I know a lot of people know about like freshman council, slap out hunger, things of that nature, just making everything that we have or putting onto a table the best um, it possibly can be is something that I'm very excited about. Um, I'm also excited, like, this, this pandemic has given me such, and I feel like y'all too, such a different mindset about everything. Like, like, we really, you know, we understand really that we were taking everything for granted. So now going back in, it's like, I want to take in everything and I feel like that even goes to student body whether it's classes whether it's all of these events like people are excited to go back to campus so whatever we do us putting our like best foot forward and then I really I'm really confident in the student body wanting to actually be involved when it comes to coming to these events or even listening to senate or even um, staying advised on um, what you're doing Izzy as far as an administrative level or even how to get money to um fund their events and their organizations. Like, I think they're Shout really out the treasurer's going to have, yes. Like, I think that you're <laughs> really going to, like, well, I think they're really going to um, try to be involved in student government as well as just be the best students that they can be as well um, here at the university. So I'm excited. Yeah. And then I just think the last question before we end is, uh, we're not question, but do you have any advice for one, the student body, and then two incoming freshmen. Um, okay, so for incoming freshmen, um, the biggest thing I will say is find something you're passionate about on campus and get involved in it. Um, I really think for me, my freshman year, my first semester, I didn't really do anything. And so I was not like, I didn't really love my first semester at USC, but second semester I joined Student Gov um, and joined Club Boxing and like I had a much better semester. So my biggest advice is like, Find what you're passionate about. I promise you there's a club or an organization on campus that you can get involved in it with. Meet new people. Um, you'll have the best time if you really get involved in something, like throw yourself into it. 
I think my advice for incoming freshmen, kind of going off what JD said is, be open to new things. Um, When I first came to the university, I think I've said a million times now, I didn't know a single person and I moved myself in the very first day by myself and um, didn't really know what my future would hold. And now kind of sitting in this position and looking back on the last three years and, you know, the path that led me here, I think it is truly because I kind of jumped fully into things that maybe I wasn't so certain about or maybe something was new. Um, You know, I had never even really heard about what a sorority was. And then I joined one my freshman year. Um, I didn't really know what university ambassadors would entail and kind of jumped headfirst into that and, you know, found so many friends and a family within ambassadors. Um, And then I actually joined student government. I wasn't a freshman council kid. Um, I enjoyed because of a campaign and I definitely think that I'm now a student government lifer and I will be for the rest of my life because this organization has given me so many people that I love and um, so much to do and so much to be done at the university. Yeah, I'm going to kind of give, in terms of advice for freshmen, um, I'm going to kind of give the same spiel um, that I gave to Proco kids when everybody in Kate's office was sick or busy or doing something and and freshman council had a panel and I was so excited to go and speak to them. And, you know, we got the same question, you know, what would be your advice to to anybody, you know, in freshman council? And I think this applies to anybody who's near the university is don't be afraid of doing anything. There are opportunities on this campus for everybody of every style um, of every commitment level and, and do as many as you want Do chase those dreams try everything out. And, and this is what I said to them, you know, I, I think it's way more respectable. And I think it's way more ambitious to go join everything you want to join. And then respectfully step away because you bit off more than you can chew than to be afraid of biting off more than you can chew and to never join them because you never know how satisfied or how um, whole something is going to make you feel on campus. And I think that that's really important. So never shy away from anything you're even thinking about doing for any reason. Um, and, and it's not just the time commitment, right? Don't ever be afraid of, of dipping your toe in the water um, because you might like how it feels. Yeah. I think um, the only thing that I can say specifically for U of SC 24. So this, again, like we're going through, that sounds, I know, 24. JD, right? we're so old. I mean, we're I so old. 24, is that even God. a year? <laughs> Hannah, that makes me feel old, and we're yeah, oh, and we're oh, so oh yeah. Y'all have time. JD and I are got. We're almost oh, done. We can feel old too. We can feel old. <laughs> but specifically for them, um, I just want them to understand, like guys, still, this is still going to be the best time of your life. Like, yes, I know we're going mm. through a weird time right now, and we don't know what's going to happen. But the, just believe that the university really has your best intentions at heart whatever you want to do they will literally go to the end of the world in order to make sure that you have the resources available so that you can do that whether it's research whether it's getting involved um being that we're in um this time that we're in right now there's so many opportunities to be creative and actually implement change i know it's like okay cool we also you know have football games you know you get to meet a lot of friends and that is so much fun like that really does enhance your experience but you can also make change if that makes sense um we're gonna have to be innovative and creative throughout this year and so this and it doesn't just fall i don't want you to think you have to have a position to do that or you have to have some type of hierarchy and classification like as a freshman 
you can do whatever you want to do. Um, so come in with an open mind, like Kaden said. Um, it's not even about not being afraid because I was that when I was a freshman and I got in, I was afraid, I was scared. But it's just about how you manage that fear and how you overcome that and still um, take the challenge head on. Um, me being honest, some things are going to be yeses and it's like, yes, you're confident. And some things they might be a no, but do not let that stop you. Um, I know the big no that I got, which um, I talk about this a, a few times, but like I didn't get certified. I'm an ambassador with Izzy and I didn't get certified my first time and I was a freshman. And it was actually International Women's Day and it was the day before spring break. So, you know, it was a hard no for me. But the point of it all is that I worked 10 times harder and I eventually got certified. And I know that if it wasn't for me getting that no, then I probably would have just settled. And so some no's are put there in place in order for you to go beyond what you feel as if um, what is okay. So make sure that you're pushed beyond that 100%. Go 200%. Um, and you will appreciate those no's in the long run because those no's will end up um, leading you to having that work ethics where once you go after that big challenge um, and you get that big yes, it'll all be worth it. So just staying, sticking through it, um, we're all going to go through this together. Whatever our fall semester is going to look like, we're all going through it together and we're all still one big family. Um, but that is it. Is there Are there any last remarks? That's the last question I have. For you guys, thank you so 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 much for being um, my first guest for this podcast. I feel like this is a great way for students to be able to see that yes, we do work, but also we're just pulled down to earth people. At the end of the day, I'm so excited to partner with different organizations along with student government um, to bring alumni so that we can talk more about topics relating to students. But do you guys have any last thoughts? Go Gamecocks, as always. Go Gamecocks. <laughs> I don't know what. Come on, Carolina. Go Gamecocks. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's the end. Thank you all for tuning in to the first episode of 18 on Live, and we hope to be hearing from you soon. This podcast is a part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org.